Hello everyone, my name is Brennan Marr, that noise you're hearing is my ventilator. And welcome to a very special episode of Page Turners, They Were Not My Star Wars Podcast. Today we're going to continue our commentaries with The Empire Strikes Back. Now, I'm watching this on Disney+. Plus. And uh, what we're doing is we're going to watch that version. So if you have that up, uh, set the timestamp to zero. Uh, and then get ready. Here we go. So three. On the count of three, we'll start. Three, two, one. Now. Uh, I do love that 20th Century Fox logo. This music, to me, will always be synonymous with Lucasfilm and Star Wars. Though that was not what it was written for. Uh, it was written in the 50s, it fell out of use, and then George Lucas resurrected it for the theatrical experience of Star Wars. And they've used the 20th Century Fox music ever since. In Fox films, I should say. Mm. You know, when I was a kid, I always thought, episode 5, I was always confused. I guess that I guess they got kicked off their base on Yelvin. I'm sure the comics tell more of this story. Now we know from the comics that Vader learned that the guy who destroyed the Death Star was Luke Skywalker. And that name, he heard that name and went, oh. But he didn't tell Palpatine. We'll learn that later. You know, no movie can get away with an opening crawl but Star Wars in terms of... Other movies have opening text, but they're usually stuff that people don't pay attention to. In Star Wars, it's a different story. Well, I love the Star Destroyers. I really do. I remember playing the game uh, TIE Fighter, and I loved being stationed on a Star Destroyer. I would never want to go to Hoth. I hate the cold. <laughs> I always thought these things looked pretty creepy. They look like insects. You know, multiple eyes and the limbs, and, and I'm already scared of bugs.
I love these landscapes. I love the dauntons, the noises they make. Here we go. snow outfits. They're kind of cool. wonder why they're looking for life forms. That sounds like they might have been you know, setting up a detection network. Oh man, you know, that used to scare me as a kid. I used to jump at that. Never go out in a blizzard. The, um, yeah, I just, I, I like the rubble base. I like the look. So basically, tauntons are what? Kangaroos that you ride on? Ah, uh, hello. Seems like the Falcon's always falling apart. Ah, uh, Chewy. Like Han's outfit. It's it's different than his previous one, but still has that kind of cowboy look. Yeah, sounds like they're setting up a detection net. <laughs> so he says. So I'm assuming Han did not use the money that he received in in the original film to pay Java. <laughs> Must have used it on other things. <laughs> I'm not quite up to date in the comics, so I'm not really sure if they fill in the story. <laughs> but as far as the movie's concerned, it would seem that he didn't use it to give it to Java. story to hear of Bounty Hunter on Ordnantel. <laughs> oh gosh. This is very like classic 40s romance. I just love all the soldiers walking by going like, we didn't see anything. Oh, yeah. 
don't think Han cares much for droids. What do you mean, nobody? <laughs> part of the rebel hierarchy, but he doesn't have the patience for it. Chain of command and protocol. That's not Han's thing. Mm. wonder how they got the sound of the Tauntauns, what they used for that. Camels? Yeah, it looks like the speeders were not designed to the in cold weather. Well, you know, at least it shows the Hun really cares about Luke. You know, he knows the danger, but hey. Mm. Is that Tauntaun Bones there, I wonder? Mm. Are Tauntauns indigenous to cop? I assume they are. It's like a Yeti is basically what he is, or an abominable snowman. <laughs> it's a weird way to store your food. <laughs> <laughs> I assume he's eating Lukestantan. Now this I like. This of course power we did not see in the original film. So we get the implication that it's a thing. And we see that Luke right there, you know, he has to quiet his mind. Which is a great, great moment. And the music, the way it swells there, I love that. It really gives us a sense of what a Jedi needs to do in order to use the Force. That to be calm and at peace. <laughs> well. <sighs> Lost in the snow. Looks like an Eskimo. Mm. I like that this really shows that R2 really cares a lot about Luke. See 3PO silver leg. The image here is so clear. Well, poor R2, he's missing his buddy.
my nephew used to call him Artitu when he was uh, one and a half. Yes, my nephews and niece know their Star Wars pretty well. I made sure of that. As did their parents. Hmm. The sound they make. Very interesting little scanner. The guy with the mustache is John Ratzenberger. Cliff Clavin from Cheers. Yeah. Major Brenderlin. Oh, poor Chewie. It's so amazing that Chewie and R2 speak nothing that we can understand, yet we care about them a lot. Obviously, this sequence, this whole sequence of Luke getting lost is pivotal because A, it establishes Luke's journey to go to Dagobah and train with Yoda. Dagobah system. Yeah. And then also, what we get is a lot of character development in these sequences. Particularly the way that they relate to each other. Lan, Han, Han and Luke, the droids and Luke, Lan, Luke, Chewie and Han, you know, it great interpersonal dynamics. Mm. On Jedi Alliance, they named that Tonton Artax after the horse in NeverEnding Story. And if you haven't seen NeverEnding Story, I won't spoil it. Still calls him Ben. I guess it'll always be Ben. To Luke, at least. It's really gross if you think about it. On the outside. Huh. 
just love these landscapes. It's just so beautiful. Uh, I think they filmed this in Norway. I like the music here. Dun, 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 I always used to think this guy was Wedge, and then it's like, no, it's not Wedge. I don't actually know the character's name. I have to confess. Mm, this is gorgeous scenery. The cinematography in this movie is underrated. It's so good. I like that smile. That's very nice. Um, I think, yeah, the cinematography here, and the movie is very good looking. Probably because they had a much bigger budget than the original film. They had three times more money for this film. Hmm. Very undignified of Luke. <laughs> I love her hair. I like her hair and her outfit. I really like her hot outfit. Oh, gosh. Classic lines here. Who's scruffy looking? like, um... Well, if anybody thinks George Lucas had it all planned out, watch this scene. <laughs> all right. So, who's in charge of the base? Is it Riken or Leia? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's worth saying Sith. I keep thinking, and it's Sithra. Ah, shield generator. Hmm. 
increase the destruction. Oh. I don't know, is that wise if you think about it? Because, you know, the Empire would know they had lost a probe. The Imperial March first appears in this movie. It was not in the original. The shadow going over it is cool because it gives you a sense that there's something bigger. Yep. There it is. The Executor. Or Executor. <laughs> I like that shot. Mm. It's a really cool bridge. I love how lugubrious looking Piet is. such an idiot. Don't have this. But tell you, man. Hmm. It's like you tried to discredit me, you fool. <laughs> oh, it's Joe Johnston, I think. He later went on to become the director of, like, Hidalgo and The Rocketeer and The Page Master and On the Edge of the Kids. So how many layers is Luke wearing? And he's got, like, a jumpsuit under his jumpsuit. I like this moment really gives the idea that Chewie really likes Luke. I like that. The Treadwell droid. I like this. Luke moves like he's about to say something. But, you know, I just like the looks here, the, the silent moments. Really giving a sense that Han really does care about Luke. And yet again, it's Han reconsidering his priorities. Mm. I love the look of the Super Star Destroyer. Exactly. It looks so cool. I hope they came out a little close. I used to think com scam is a person. It's a scam.
<laughs> That's quite a seat. He's not wearing his cape. Oh boy. <laughs> I love this. I thought the guy behind him's like, uh yeah, fast tractor promotion. I love this. Two fighters against a Star Destroyer? Yeah, great delivery, buddy. That's the uh, Night Zero Trainer, Bob Anderson, in a small role. I love the trench, trench warfare. I love that. As a kid, I used to think they were shooting at the transport. So I always thought there was like a third faction or something. I, yeah, I used to always be confused on that. Man, that's pretty powerful. Notice the rebels that use more natural shapes. Like the transport is round. The Imperial ships are. Whereas the Imperial ships are very angular. Yay, duck! That gung ho he is. Hmm. <laughs> There they are. It's very impractical, but it's pretty cool. I love the music. Oh yeah. I love the sounds. The movie did win the Oscar for best sound. Hmm. I played this level in Shadows of the Empire on the N64 many times. The visual effects are astonishing. I 
like Admiral uh, or General Veer's armor. Pretty impractical, but hey. That's kind of cool. Hey, it's Wedge! Dennis Lawson. What's that, Denton? He's smiling there. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so you notice later in Return of the Jedi that he uses his more natural Scottish accent. Um, I think he was dubbed in at least the first film. I don't know about this one. Mm. Yep, they gotta go. Oh gosh. Fourth refill. Nervous as always. Ugh, man. They're getting their butts kicked. Hey, ATSD. Mm. Yeah, those snow troopers always creep me out. Because their helmets, they look like KKK members. Um, I wonder if that's intentional. Yeah, Rogue Two's had it rough. Oh, poor Rogue Two. He saved our heroes. Much sadness. Mm. I love everything so beat up. I just love it. Mm. 
see, the visual effects are just astonishing. And particularly, they have that kind of that 80s vibe to them. See, Hans' idea was to leave and pay out Jeff and the Hutt. But he stayed, A, to rescue Luke, and B, to make sure Leia was safe. It really tells you where his priorities are. He may act like he really doesn't care, or not care as much, but he really does. And it really shows you that He knows he's putting his life on the line, but he's willing to do it. Mm. There it goes. The, the, the way that it's able to create a sense of scale is astonishing. Just the way that these things really do seem so big. I just remember playing this level in uh, Shadows of the Empire. Of being in the base after the Empire overran it. See, if Han had, if, if I had been able to make it to the transport, Han would have probably left and paid off Jabba the Hutt and everything would be fine. But because he chose to take Leia out on the Falcon and take her to safety, or at least try to, he, um, yeah, put his life on the line. <laughs> Goldenrod. Not a character development for Han Solo in this movie. In fact, one might argue this is his movie as much as it is Luke's. Maybe even more so. Maybe it's Han's movie more than Luke's, I don't know. <laughs> I say, if they listened to Three Field, they would have been in a lot better state.
we go. Now, what would Vader have done if he had caught them? That's interesting. I mean, he invaded the base we could capture Luke. That's pretty clear. A droid, astromech droids are very useful if they can fly the ship for you. Particularly one as clever as R2-D2. <laughs> I guess he doesn't speak fluent droid. Fluent droid yet. Two's concerned beeps. Hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, if Han had not stuck around, Leia might not have been able to escape. Well, I mean, if he had stayed, Luke would have, would have died, so... Or, I, I mean... If Han had left, Luke would have died. Um, classic gag. Yeah, like I said, if they'd listened to 3PO. Slapstick in Star Wars does work. Ah, yes. Oh, the music in this sequence. on that pond's personality. Yeah, she probably shouldn't have said that.
mean, the visuals here, my goodness. And look at this. And the compositing is is brilliant. And it has a distinctly 80s flavor to it. That because it's practical effects, it's just so much more believable than a lot of CGI is. I love this. The way it comes up and down and the way the music flared. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and the planets in this movie are just so inhospitable. <laughs> down there. Yeah. <laughs> Famous last words, huh? Now, it would seem that the sensors on these X-Wing aren't working very well either. Maybe that's intentional from Master Yoda to guide Luke to him. Because it's a, you know, it's a, it's a planet, so the fact of meeting Yoda is highly unlikely, but I imagine that Yoda guided him there. That, that's my thought, at least. But I've never heard anybody question that. There can be comedy in Star Wars. That's very silly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, boy. Ugh, you know, I would not want to go to that planet either. Ugh. I used to have a Micro Machines playset of the Dagobah Swamp. Or you can make the X-Wing sink, and you could have the creature that eats R2. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just went, oh, it's so gross. <laughs> like I said, comedy, slapstick, it fits. <laughs> oh, 
wonder what kind of creature those bones belong to. It's like part of a spine and rib cage. That's <laughs> oh, so gross. Yeah, so gross. Ugh. Uh, uh, Admiral Piet. Good grief. You know, the fact that this guy survived as long as he did. I like that. You really get a, a sense of what's under that helmet. End of discussion. Parents laugh because this is a lot like them. <laughs> or at least that's what they say. I don't know how true that is. I don't, I don't actually believe it's that true, but that's what they joke. Mom's the feisty little one, like Leia. And so I don't think my dad's quite as brash as Han Solo. So he was wearing that jumpsuit under his orange jumpsuit. I'm That's the question. Is Dagobah hot or cold? Is it, you know, muggy? Is it a warm, like, swampy? Or is it kind of cold and clammy? Pretty disgusting, all the vines and dirt and, uh, and mud and ugh. there he is. Hmm.
should know. Yoda's probably my second favorite Star Wars character. <laughs> now the Clone Wars series tells us that R2 and R2-D2 and Yoda know each other. And I'm assuming based on the end of episode 3 R2 has never had his memory erased so I think all this playing that Yoda and R2 are doing is maybe just a game and they, and maybe uh, they're kind of winking at each other like uh, and just play along just play along See, if anybody is wondering why Yoda was acting so silly in The Last Jedi, I direct them to this scene. Because Yoda's being ridiculous. But it works. Yoda, you see, Yoda. His eyes are so expressive. <laughs> it's so astonishing what they were able to accomplish with this character. I think it was the critic Pauline Kael who put it best when she said, Yoda looks like a wonton and speaks like a fortune cookie. That's perfect. Hmm. <laughs> he hates admitting that C-3PO is right. <laughs> ah, yes. Leia's technical skills.
afraid. I'm not trembling. Let's load this. And of course, in classic tradition, someone has to interrupt. to talk to you, man. Oh. Okay, so it's in his little room. Okay. Vader already knew all this. He didn't share it with Pelpy. I think this scene illustrates the duplicity of the Sith. The fact that they are always against each other. Even though they're quote-unquote allies. They're always fighting against each other. interesting how that works because I think when, when Vader says Vader considers Anakin to be a different person than himself but when he tells Luke I am your father that might be the first step in re reconciling those two halves of his personality and start to have Vader come, coming back to being Anakin and it didn't just happen there in the throne room in, in, in uh, Return of the Jedi. I think it may have started here. So, in a way, the Emperor saying, you know, go and turn into the dark side. The Emperor might have shot himself in his own foot. By accidentally setting up his own demise. Mm. 
like his father. Little insight into young Obi Wan. I always assumed that, well, everyone assumed that Yoda was Obi Wan's Jedi Master. Which is true to a degree, but Qui Gon has been created. So, but I think that everyone just assumed that he was Obi Wan's Jedi Master. Now, when Obi Wan was very young, Yoda was one of his teachers. But I always assumed that he was his master. And then, of course, Qui-Gon was invented for Phantom Menace, which puts a little wrinkle into that, but I'm okay with that. Mm. Told to begin the training. And Yoda's just like, I don't know. We thought we could train Anakin. And we're gonna... Okay. Alright. Okay. We're gonna pause it there. We'll take a break. So we are currently at 57 minutes, 39 seconds. So that's where we are, and that's where we'll start the next time. So we're going to take a break to hear a message from our sponsor, and we will be right back. Okay, everybody, we are back. Okay, so we are going to continue watching the, the Empire Strikes Back. We are currently at fifty-seven minutes thirty-nine seconds. Again, fifty-seven minutes thirty-nine seconds. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one, now. Mm. Ah yes. Tide bombers, which are pretty cool, I think. Yep, lay a chillin'. And what does she see? Oh, Lennox. Yuck. Yeah, no kidding. Just like how 
practical the falcon looks. It's not shiny, it's not sleek. It's utilitarian. Ugh. Yeah, what is it with all the disgusting environments in this movie? I have tubes like that at my house. For some of my medical equipment. Mine are. They gotta have the most papery wings. Yuck. Oh yeah, real smart. <laughs> I like the music here. <laughs> Very Star Trek moves. <laughs> I am not a committee. Things that live in this galaxy. Yuck. Oh man. Lots of vines, lots of creepy crawlies. Feel the holes. Yeah, Yoda's just like, I'm a backpack. Well, some people think that Yoda does not believe in redemption. I think, I disagree. I think there's a clause in there. It says, if you start down the dark path and don't turn back, then it consumes you. That's my guess. Yeah. See, knowledge and defense, that's exactly what Luke does in The Last Jedi. For defense. Not for violence. Yoda. Yeah, the Weird Al song, Yoda. Y-O-D-A, Yoda. <laughs> you know, he's ripped for this. Mm. 
I guess Yoda needed to hang out near an evil place. So that the light and dark balance each other out to hide him from the galaxy. That, that'd be my guess. And Luke does the same thing on Octo when there's a... There's a dark side water cave and there's the light side tree. In close proximity. Kind of create an aura that he can hide in. Those Kedals are kind of self-off from the force. Now it's funny, Yoda says, you know, the only thing in there is what you take with you. I think that that's a great metaphor for, well, the fandom of Star Wars. But hey. It's a great metaphor for life, though. Sometimes what we take with us determines what happens to us. Uh, lots of snakes. And look at that. This is an artificial structure. Uh, the Clone Wars series, we see a bit of this area more. Though, admittedly, this could be an illusion, but it looks like a structure. You know. Hmm. I'd be interested to learn the history of this world. Did somebody build that area? I assume they did. This, of course, is made even more important for the fact that when, when Luke finds out Vader's his father, that makes this scene even more uh, disturbing. Or adds another layer to it, I should say. Yeah. I think Yoda senses what Luke saw. Ah. <coughs> Bounty hunters. Mm. Well, those guys are like, whatever you say, sir. Oh, it's Bosk. Yay. Is it pathetic that I can name all of the bounty hunters? These guys look really cool. It's Boba. And ID88. Aha. The Star Destroyer Avenger. The only Star Destroyer that I think, as its name said in the movie. There they go. Nope. I love that sound. 
Thank you. Pretty crazy idea. Great timing. <laughs> I think he knows his goose is cooked. distracted there. Yoda's eyes in that moment were creepy. So certain are you? was able to lift all those stones because she believed she could. Luke didn't believe he could lift the X-Wing out so he couldn't. Do or do not. There is no try. See, if Luke believed he could do it, he could do it. The Force is not about how strong you are in the, or that it's like, oh, well, I can do it, but others can't. It, only to a certain degree is that true. So my assumption is that Ray had the strength to do it because she believed she could. And also because of the dyad with Kylo Ren, but we'll get there when we get to that film. Yoda's like, oh gosh. He was able to get it a little. <laughs> For my life is the Force.
mind over matter. I don't have much to say, it's a beautiful speech. Luke has matured somewhat, but uh, not as much as, <laughs> well, not really that much if you think about it, <laughs> but at least to some degree. Panic, panic. Never for a moment do you doubt Yoda's reality. beautiful. This is why that scene in The Rise of Skywalker hit me so hard. Uh, because it brought back this. Luke had finally learned his lesson. <laughs> Full circle. I bet the ship is really gross. Is why you fail. Yeah. Mm. Well. Well, so much for him, and I'm sure he knew that's how it would end. See, he does have a sense of humor, kind of. It's a sick sense of humor. The guys are like, we didn't see anything. <laughs> yeah, Piet's walking such a tight rope. He better think his lucky stars. I actually like Admiral Pierre. He's a character I like. <laughs> this is a crazy idea. Yes, thank you.
This is a long take scene. I like this. Ah, uh, the Anoa system. <laughs> and no calories again. Haha, <laughs> definitely. Be an interesting story to see. Possible it may have already been covered in a comic. Hmm. Float away with the garbage. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, what the? <laughs> you must know a way to keep themselves off their scanners. <laughs> hmm. Archie's like, what? Yeah. R2's like, what did you do to me? We know R2 has a putty now. future is not set. I often wondered about that. I mean, Luke goes and gets his butt kicked, and, our, and Han gets frozen in carbonite. What would have happened if he had stayed on Digamon, I wonder? Now, even in Solo, we really didn't get an explanation of what kind of caused the quote-unquote bad blood 
between Han and Lando. Because I don't think it was... Uh, I don't think it was... Uh, losing the Falcon to Han. I think there was something else. Oh, I love that shot. Mm. I'd like to live on Cloud City, I think. It's got nice sunsets. I like the architecture. Lando. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, I think Han still doesn't trust Lando. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to know what he did. <laughs> no, he is very 70s looking. With the cape, but hey, it's his sense of style. <laughs> Yeah, after Lando tried to cheat. Mm -hmm. I think Donald Glover was perfect as the young Lando. Oh my, what a line that was. But Billy D, there is no one like Billy D. Oh gosh. <laughs> He's like. He's like, nah, she's cuter than you. Indeed, I'd like to know more of those stories. Responsible. Hmm. Apparently, Ichuta is something extremely rude in Hatties. In the Hatties language. No. His Art Deco design is very interesting. Where did he store the ladder? 
end your failure and behave. Suing he means his disembodied voice. He can't help Luke like it did at the Battle of Yavin. Mm. I mean, Alec Guinness is such an extraordinary performance. Even in these brief scenes. another. Leia, but it's actually, from a behind-the-scenes standpoint, it's actually fairly complicated. But I'll explain that when we come to Return of the Jedi. Mm. I just love the look of Cloud City. Art Deco. I like Leia's dress. Another IG unit, but a white one. Ah, the Ugnots. <laughs> Little game of keep away. It's like, nope. I love that cape.
Chew heard that and went, yeah, okay. She was like, food? Food? Hmm. I think Landel's like, hmm, something's up. a deal that Lando was not keen on making. He had a whole city he had to protect. It's unfortunate. That would be one awkward dinner. Yeah, that sound. Fortrithio, I knew him. Horatio. Hmm. Yep. 
How much tail is a sheep? That must be about the most uncomfortable thing to lie on. Leia still got her. What, is that her snow outfit? I'm not sure. I didn't ask him anything, just did it to reach out to Luke. Hmm. Oh, yeah. At what point, I wonder, did Lando plan to turn the tables on Vader? Was it that moment when Han said that? Hmm. Probably his hair. In this. Designed for people. <laughs> At least not that one. So I guess three feels the comic relief in this scene. These Ugnaughts are just doing their job. Buddy. Hmm. Hmm. 
you have to take care of her. He's John. He's gonna protect Leia. Yet again, another kiss that can't be go without being interrupted. Classic lines here. And I don't know the truth about the behind the scenes of that line. There's a commonly accepted story that Harrison Ford improvised that line of I know. But I don't know how true that actually is. There's a lot of myths about the making of Star Wars and that's why I recommend How Star Wars Conquered the Universe by Chris Taylor, which is a fascinating book that dispels some of those rumors. Seems to be a fairly quick procedure. By a snuggling Chewie. Or he's snuggling her to comfort her. It's a look of terror. It's a scary thought. I mean, it's like you're asleep in there. At least. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah, thanks, 3PO. And they never call him by his name. They just call him Bounty Hunter. Changing his mind. Why did he want to keep Leia and Chewie? I mean, was it to settle his old score with Leia from the original film? I mean, I don't know. kind of cool that it floats like that. These Art Deco walls are very interesting. I'm quiet. It's like, whoa! He's like a dog. Buddy Lobot is up to something.
Okay, using Leia as a shield. Great. you ended up. Hmm. Oh, there he is. He got locked out. Okay. Love that shot. <laughs> this is my favorite lightsaber fight. I love the orange lighting, the mist, the blue. Very strong colors. Ah. A little aggressive. Vader's being like one handy, you're like, I can do it. Vader is a simple guy when it comes to swordsmanship. He's not particularly flashy. Pray for Lobot. Yep. Pray for Lobot. That's the guy's name, Lobot. <laughs> Music here is great. Slave One, which is Boba Fett's ship, is really cool. The sunsets are beautiful. So much for that.
Force jump. Most impressive. Oh yeah. Your hatred can destroy me. Yeah, I love this. All the mist really... Ah, there he goes. All the mist and fog add to the scene. You know, I had this as a kid. Taped from television. With long commercial breaks. And the ending missing the last like five minutes then more like three minutes hmm. little telekinesis just suck things out is that it's natural state of being socket <laughs> where's the guy with the ice cream machine <laughs> yeah Wilro Hood is the name of the character seen carrying a ice cream maker to escape Cloud City 
See, we're about to have the music go big. Yep, there it goes. Haunted Legasteen. It really swells there. Good thinking, R2. I tell you what. R2 has saved the day in every Star Wars film. Except Rogue One and Solo. So in all nine saga films, he saved the day. And George Lucas has implied that C3, the R2-D2, I should say, is telling the entire story of Star Wars. Um, and maybe embellished his own role in it. Like he's telling the story to somebody many years later. And that he might have embellished his own role in it. Which, yeah, but that's all good. <laughs> he might have embellished it, but hey, that that's R two D two for you. <laughs> this is quite a joke moment. Ray saw this in her vision. When she touched Luke's lightsaber in *The Force Awakens*, yeah. Eh, that's a good hit. Vader's mad. Yep, there it goes. Yet again, how Star Wars Conquered the Universe explains this scene and the behind the scenes of it. So does the documentary Empire of Dreams. Empire of Dreams, I should say. The power of the dark side. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. There we go. That's the probably the most defining moment in all of Star Wars. The moment that probably made Star Wars what it is. The rest of the films are all building off that one line. At least I think. Hmm. The Emperor knows Luke can defeat him. How interesting. <laughs> I wonder if he was planning to possess Luke's body. At least one of his plans. 
since at least he claims he can do that in The Rise of Skywalker. But Palpatine's a guy who's always got a plan up his sleeve. That fits a lot of contingencies. What? Oh boy. Quite a way to toss the garbage. Good thing there was a vein under there. Pretty impractical, but hey. scared of heights, but that might be a doozy. There it goes. I like the zoom in there. has come to trust Leia's judgment enough to be like, hey, Lando, don't talk back to right idea. <laughs> Lando's like, eh. Lando's like, we can't do that. And Chewie's like, well, I trust your judgment, so, so there. Chewie took a little convincing, but only a little. judgment and that's really the first inclination that Leia has the force that we, that we have I think pretty cool top hatch Falcon has a lot of nifty things. similar to the Death Star hangar bay. <laughs> the Empire is very standardized. 
and music. The music is great here. Oh. I like that sun coming around the... It's like, yeah, the mother of all Star Destroyers. So basically, if R2-D2 had been with them, he would have been able to fix the hyperdrive no problem. Might have saved them some trouble. Did Lando's people fix it? And then the Empire deactivated it? I don't really know. It's uh it's an interesting question. It's an interesting Yeah sort of being able to reach across vast distances. Well, Chewie's having no luck, it seems, either. Yet again, R2 is about to save the day. Yep, there they go. He's always there to save the day. It's like, uh, oops. <laughs> but everyone's looking at him like they know Vader's gonna do something crazy. Ah, uh, here we go. It's a very ragtag fleet, really.
He's wearing Han's clothes. <laughs> Everything's clean Everything's very sanitary Everything in the Empire seems much more dark and gray and silver and black. Hmm. There they go. They're like on the way, way, way out of rim. Okay. Music here. Oh my. There we go. Kudos to Irvin Kirshner. Well done. Uh, he received the Academy Awards for Best Visual Effects and Best Sound. Yeah, and just excellent, and it's my favorite Star Wars film. Let me know what you think. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Brennan Marr. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator, and thank you for tuning in. To a very special page turners they were not. My Star Wars podcast. May the Force be with you. <laughs>